This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you're listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today, we have Jagdish from AppFire on. We have a wonderful topic to explore, and it's something we haven't, I haven't talked about, and so I'm really, really interested to kind of d- to get his take on this, and it's how to make your aqua hires feel at home, and we're going to explore a bunch of things, but, uh, you know, uh, I'd done a lot of uh, M&A work in the past and seen a lot of kind of failed uh, and, and successful M&A transactions. So I'm really interested in this topic and especially as it relates to the talent part, because more often we talk about the finance and accounting and customers and all the other important things, but not the talent part. So that's today's show. So uh, Jagdish, would you do us a favor? At a, make sure I pronounced your name correctly because uh, I'm terrible with names, and B, introduce yourself and AppFire. Sure. Uh, you know, thanks for having me on, and I'm excited to be here today. Sure. You know, my name is Jagdish Chagani, so you pronounced it super well. Uh, <laughs> and I lead the people function here at AppFire, where we develop and deploy people and culture best practices, or rather I would say great practices, that values our employees and their continued success. You know, we've done several acquisitions and we've also grown organically quite a bit. Uh, And in the process, we are building a strong culture where everyone is empowered to contribute their most amazing work, operate around our core values, and very importantly, you know, make giving back part of our DNA. AppFire. Yeah, I love that. Go ahead. AppFire is a fast-growing global technology organization, and our portfolio of software products helps teams make workflow. Perfect. So you mentioned that you've done a couple of acquisitions. So let's start there. Not with the specifics, uh, of course, but just how did you, as you went through the the process, and you you go through due diligence, you go through all of the, the, the whining and dining and all that stuff, but once the transaction's over, and the dust settles. How did you make the the people that were acquired? Uh, how did you make them feel special? How did you make them feel part of the new team? Yeah, you know, I'll I'll actually um, explain that in 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 a good way. Uh, you know, at AppFire, I'll I'll tell you as part of our growth and success plan, it's very important that we get our M and A right because M and A M and A is mergers and acquisitions are a critical lever of our growth. You know, they say that first impact is the lasting impact. This means how we welcome our new fireflies, and, you know, we call ourselves fireflies, into AppFire makes a big difference. Our messaging, you know, on day one is not via a memo or a public announcement, rather a video call from our leadership team to everyone from the acquired organization on the day of acquisition, well before even a press release is done. So, you know, this way they get a personal message from the leadership team here at AppFire. And so, 
we use that messaging actually as a milestone for celebration rather than an announcement. And in that messaging, we keep it relatively simple. It's basically our messages revolve around how this milestone is a testament to the outstanding team that they have assembled, the rapidly scaling business that they have created, and the products that they have developed. Because that, you know, these, these three things should make them exceptionally proud of having reached this milestone where they are being acquired. Right. You know, and when people know that their work is valued. It makes a big difference. They feel energized to do even better work. You know, it's interesting. Uh, when I was in business school, we were talking pre-show a little bit about this. I was in Cleveland, yeah. and uh, my finance professor, uh, whom I absolutely love, Sam Thomas, he's an Indian guy. He said, uh, you, you know, it's a trick question, but he asked, the, you know, the finance class, he said, uh, tell me about this mergers and acquisitions. What's, what's so special and is, is, you know, what do you think is mergers and acquisitions? So everyone gives their answer, whatever he goes, yeah. yeah. Okay, so all of you are wrong. There is no such thing as mergers and acquisitions. There's just acquisitions. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all blown away because he's like, it's the most, he's a, at one point, a company acquires. At one point, you know, and it could be not what you think. Yeah. Like in our industry, we've seen, companies that get acquired and then the acquiring firm become the, the leadership team and right. uh, the, you know, it's different the software, the accounting software is the uh, acquired firms software. Yes. So like it all plays out differently. There's no such thing as a merger in, in, in his mind. It's you, you acquire. And, and, and I've, I've been asked this, you know, we, how do you judge acquisitions in this space? Yeah. I said, you know, here's, here's my litmus test. Two years later, what, what, how was, what was your ability? What was your success rate on keeping the talent? Right. That's how I look. I don't, I don't look at customer acquisition. I don't look at, you know, the conversions and all of that other stuff. I, you know, smarter people can handle that stuff. Right. I look at, you had a really, really great CEO. You had a really great, like for you, you acquired a great talent acquisition team. You know, what's your ability to keep them? And, yes. and, and, and that not easy yes. because, you know, they were a part of something. They felt like they were a part of something. They had momentum, they got acquired and then they might've felt like, you know, now they're not as important or not as relevant to this new thing that they're a part of. So making them feel like they're a part of something and giving, you know, and then getting to know them and finding out their strengths and making, getting them to be buy into the new team. Absolutely. Is not easy. Do you what, what type of tricks? I mean, not tricks. What type of tips and great practices? I like the way you phrase that, by the way. Uh, great practices do you have uh, for folks on just making? You know, it's it's a it's a it's a tough time. Yeah, it's a good time because most of them maybe got a little bit of a payday. They had some stock, you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, and at the same time, they might feel a little bit lonely. Like, okay you know, our parents got divorced. Now, now yeah. what, yeah. Uh, how do you make them feel special? Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll share with you because you bring up a very good point, right? The way, um, you know, mergers are, or just acquisitions as you may call it, right. Is, is better done if the focus is on the people integration strategy, much more than the HR integration strategy, I would say, 
you know, and a people's strategy may seem synonymous with an HR strategy, but there's actually a distinction. When an HR strategy is, you know, I'll tell you what, an HR strategy is more of a plan for managing the employee logistics, the data and the system integration, you know, points that you just brought up. A people strategy is a plan about boosting trust and engagement with the employees. Value that I'll tell you is has a much bigger and longer term impact in how you know companies are able to retain and in fact promote the kind of work that that people do. I'll explain that a little bit further in a, in, a, in a moment, which is you know HR strategies. If you think about it, include processes of how recruitment is done, how onboarding is done, how compensation is decided. People's strategies are different. They outline ways to create a stronger culture, how managers assess and nurture employees' capabilities and make it more transparent and build a longer-term relationship between the employees and the organization. You know what this does? is it puts people, it's put skilled people in the right position to deliver what takes them to achieve their business goals. And it also doesn't mean sweating on the small stuff because that small stuff counts in a big way and is best addressed on day one or very shortly thereafter. Now, you know, in, in, you know, we help all the acquired employees understand about, you know, their, about our business we understand about their business. We understand about their culture. New employees need answers, uh, you know, fairly quickly on a lot of the foundational stuff, which is, you know, stuff like, will my compensation and benefits change? Will I report to someone different? Are any new policies applicable to me? What changes in my day-to-day work? You know, that's that's what is top of the mind on their day one and how you know, we are able to understand those uh, questions and help them get answers fairly, fairly quickly, allowing them to feel welcomed, allowing them to feel that they are in the right place and that they are being valued, makes it a world of a difference as they look at the, the acquired, or the you know, the uh, organization that acquired them, you know, to be a long-term employer for them. Dumb question alert. When we look at uh, the acquiring firm or the acquired firm, do we separate talent in, into the critical versus non-critical? And, I, and again, dumb question alert, but what I'm really trying to figure out is uh, when we acquire you know, 500 employees, yeah. is, is it that we're looking at, okay, the 500 employees, we, they're not all painted with the same brushstroke. They're, they're, you know, within that, let's say there's 20% of that we have to keep. It's just, yeah. that's, that's the heart and soul and, uh, and the breast and brightest, however you want to define it, but well, we have to keep them and we're going to, we're going to map out strategies to keep them. And if we keep the other, uh, you know, 80% fantastic, but if we don't, okay, well, you know, it, do, it doesn't really harm us. Now, again, I preface that by saying dumb question alert, because <laughs> that could be a completely dumb way of looking at this, and I'm okay with that. Um, what, do you, what do you suggest for folks? You know, um, every organization has, their, has, has a way of looking at the acquired employees, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, breadth, right? Which is uh, every, you know, no, 
uh, you know, at least the way we look at it is every employee is important. We will have a place for every employee. Why? Because we are growing so fast. We are adding not only, you know, products to our portfolio, we are adding people to our, to our organization. And for us, uh, you know, we have a people first uh, culture. Everybody is important. So, you know, yes, we do look at those individuals that make a slightly bigger impact, but guess what? They are able to make a bigger impact because of all the other employees that are, that are also coming as part of the acquisition. So we make it a very intentional effort to make sure that every employee has a way to see themselves grow and grow a career here at AppFire. Now, we have also got to realize that expecting that everyone will stay with us two years, three years down the road, mean me is just not is just not practically you know right. doable we respect that but what we want to do is want to make sure that every employee is retained at least that's how you plan for it and if you plan for it very intentionally you will win in in retaining the vast majority of employees and it's not just about retention it's about making them feel that they are a valued part that they are growing in their careers that they see a future in the organization for themselves and for everybody around themselves. I love that. One of the things that, you know, I wanted to make sure to ask you about while we talked about this is kind of a people first strategy. I know that you, you've, you've got that with AppFire, but also as it relates with AccuFire, uh, with AccuHires, yes. how, do you, how do you bring them into kind of your belief system uh, around people first? Yeah, you know, here at, at AppFire, our leadership is, is very clear about one thing, and that is that businesses are built of people. People aren't replaceable. And you may have heard it differently from different mm -hmm. people, but we believe people are, are not replaceable. We all are seeing people as unique, different individuals with wonderful ideas. And the idea is to get those strengths to the table, how we stitch it together and how to find everybody's pulse and create a win-win situation not only for AppFire, but also for the individual, because that is what makes the best business sense. So that's, that's the way we look at it, you know? And so it is, it's company-wide and that's how we guide our decisions from our leadership team to how we are driving our talent management strategy. You know, we have grown four times in the last several months. And, you know, we are positioning ourselves as, you know, focusing on our people and their growth, because once you do that, you are able to attract and retain the exceptionally, you know, engaged and, and talented team that we have. You know, we treat employees, I would say as humans, our number core, our core value number one is be human. So that's how we guide our decisions. That's how we guide our outlook. And that's what guides our behavior. I love that. So two things I want to Go back to, because I think you did a, a wonderful job of explaining kind of how you communicate. So the acquisition has happened. Yes. You know, here's we, we, what we've learned about your culture. Here's about our culture and kind of the discussions that need to happen. Um, but I want to go a little tactical uh, for just yeah. a second. And how do you evaluate, how do you assess the skills 
of what you know, like what you're you're about to get 500 people. Fantastic, great news. Is your good news, bad news? You're about to get 500 people. Good news, bad news is you're about to get 500 people. Um, how do you assess to find out like what their actually their skill level is, what they're good at, maybe dreams, aspirations, passions, all that other stuff too, and then I'll dovetail that into the next thing, which will be internal mobility. Like, okay, once you've figured out what they're good at, great at. How do you get them onto the path of kind of what's next for them inside of, in, in this case, inside of AppFire, but, but, but for your clients inside yeah. of their companies as well? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it is part of the post, you know, it, it, it's, this all starts after the acquisition. So once people know, we start conversations with their managers. We start, of course, it starts with the, at the top. And then we peel the onion to understand each one's strengths um, you know, we have a, we have the, you know, a, a regular aspect of performance management. We look at it each individual to, from a, from a people function, we look at it in terms of understanding people's skills, their strengths, their areas of opportunity that we can help them grow in and the skills that they have. So we keep an inventory at our end of a number of these things. And the Intent here is to make sure that we understand A and we are able to leverage them. The idea behind this whole concept is to look at across the organization, how, you know, because we are growing at such a fast pace, we need, we, we are also doing a lot of hiring externally. So where can talent be leveraged better because of the skills that they bring? And we are also geographically quite dispersed. We have you know, several employees in Europe, several in the US, several in India, and several in many other countries scattered ac across the world. So we are totally about 580 you know, plus employees. At the same time, they are all scattered and trying to bring them from a understanding of skills is a critical part of how we uh, you know, build an inventory of that. And then we start the process of under, you know, having them continue their focus in what they do and start to then slowly evolve into a situation where we drive internal mobility. You know, we've grown so fast in the past 16 months or so with 16 acquisitions. It's a situation where we are now elevating and accelerating the way we are doing internal mobility. So internal mobility is a critical aspect of how we will grow the organization. We started on this path very intentionally and in a, in a structured fashion where we are starting with having leaders who were earlier part of managing a legacy engineering product now take responsibility of products that you know, were in some ways competitive to them were in some ways even not part of the product portfolio that, or the category that they were operating in, right? And they are now being allowed to manage individuals in geographies that they have not managed in the past. So allowing them the ability to have a visual uh, direction outside of their comfort zone in the past is a starting point. As we start to think about the managers, we will now start to look at individual contributors as to how they can expand their horizon into products, into technologies, into geographies that they did not have opportunities in the past. 
I love that. Okay, so uh, two questions uh, that come up. One is, is how do you, and the audience will ask this, of course, is how do you measure success with aqua hires? Like, what do you personally, and what do you give advice for your clients? What's, how do you, what's the, what's the, either a metric or how do you, yeah. how do you gauge your success with aqua hires? You know, we have a simple measurement, which is the employee net promoter score, hmm. which is primarily to say, would they recommend AppFire as a place of employment for their you know, friends and family? So we measure that on a regular basis. And uh, you know, given that we have done 16 acquisitions in the last 16 months, it's just a start. So we now have starting points to think about what our current ENPS is. And then we will watch it on a trending basis to measure that element of success. Now, you know, we can measure this in multiple ways. We want to keep it simple. We want to look at it from an employee net promoter score perspective, and we will drive our and measure our success based on that starting number. I love that. Well, I love that on so many levels. Uh, though, but <laughs> advice that you give or we, we would like to give for those that have been acquired. So now let's flip the others to the other side. And, uh, and you're giving advice for those that have been acquired. What are, what's, what's the advice that you'd give them, questions that they should be asking, things that they should be thinking? That, you know, what's the, you know, they're going to a lot of emotional roller coaster stuff, right? But yeah, just, yeah. What, what advice would you give those folks? Um, I will say the first thing is celebrate. You know, the ability for them to reach this milestone is a point of celebration. It's also the beginning of a lot of good things to come. Why? Because there is there are more opportunities. One plus one is now equivalent to three in our perspective. But more importantly, you know, also I would actually encourage them to think about the what's in it, what's in it for me factor, you know, the WIFM mm-hmm. factor, right? So in 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 terms of the WIFM factor is how you know look at look at the you know does this does this acquisition really allow for the legacy uh, mission to actually now advance will will this now advance also your career will this advance new abilities for them to learn will this advance new opportunities for them to grow into so it's not only growth for them, but also growth from how they have, what they've been doing and now taking it to the next level. Because really one thing that we want them to also fully appreciate is that we will not impose what we currently do at AppFire onto them. What we will want to do is actually grow our culture into an evolving culture by welcoming them. So they are an they are not only bringing themselves into the organization, they are bringing their culture into our organization. So now we are evolving our AppFire culture every time we do an acquisition because we are learning from them. We want to learn from them. One thing that I will definitely suggest them to think about is not having them to think about us versus them culture, Mm -hmm. right? And that us versus culture starts you know, by us, the acquiring company to set the stage for. And once we do that, 
you know, the response that we have seen in the past workout is pretty phenomenal. And really actions speak words, right? Their, their initial thoughts are, you know, will I have my job? Will I be, you know, we've been bootstrapped for a variety of different reasons. Will I now be able to hire more people? Or will I be able to see, you know, more colleagues coming into the organization? And we show them that in all our other acquisitions, how we've invested more, how we've added talent into their teams, how their products have now become stronger, how their products are now being accepted by no, newer clients that they may not have had access to. So when they see their success and the work of their success, you know, and they keep an open mind on it, it makes a world of a difference in terms of how it is one plus one equal to three. I love that. Okay, I lied. I said that there was the last question. One more <laughs> uh, before before we wrap up, and it's about culture because you had mentioned culture early on and about understanding their culture and your culture. When we acquire a firm, does our culture change? And the, the, the why I'm asking the question, and maybe even the way I'm phrasing it, is is I've I've kind of always thought of culture as fluid. Yeah. It's never static, right? It never just sticks in one spot. It's it, it, it's kind of moving and grow, growing and all this other stuff. But I want to get your take on like, okay, you acquired a firm and let's let's say they had a distinct culture and you have a distinct culture. Does some of that rub off on you? Does, you know, does like, like how do you think of culture and how do you, you know, explain culture to your, your customers as it relates to an acquiring a firm? Yeah, I mean, I'll actually, um, the art perspectives match. I'll, and I'll repeat what you just said, which, which is what our perspective on culture is, is that a culture should never be static. It's always fluid. That it, and, and therefore, we actually, if we have to embrace all the new people that come into AppFire and allow them to grow and change, we are also bringing with, the, with that change, a, you know, the uplifting of, our culture, you know, in, if we were to measure culture, our, our, as our, our understanding is how do we raise the benchmark on culture? How do we make it inclusive? Because we have now added, you know, people from different cultures, we now want to learn from them what their culture is. What are the practices that we can now embrace? You know, we do not want to you know, impose our culture because our culture is is not static. It is changing. We will be bringing in new ideas and cultures from because of geography, because of you know different backgrounds, and so we embrace it and and it and and it allows us to become a better AppFire. And I'll give you an example here. You know, at AppFire, we what we've done is we started to capture memorable moments that people remember from their from their prior companies. Oh, so, cool! You know, in in um, one of the acquisitions, uh, you know, we did the founders of that company mentioned how in the past the geographically distributed team would travel to one location for meetings. You know, and of course, COVID did pause that uh, lately, but in this past November. You know, our CEO and our pre president traveled to Europe for what we call a bring the fire tour. And we encouraged everyone in Europe to travel within the zone of safety that they feel comfortable with to meet with them, completely paid at AppFire's expense. So, you know, in the process, 
what they saw was how we were intentionally wanting to learn from them, respect them for the legacy culture and embracing it rather than, you know, saying, hey, this is our culture. This is how we do things. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you're, you're looking at it not as assimilation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're basically saying, hey, listen, there's great things that you were doing. There's great things that we're doing. Let's, let's, let's do the best of both worlds here. Let's do the best. Yeah. Let's bring in some of the things. I love that. Great advice. Wow. That's the reason why we acquired them, right? We want right. to learn from them. That's right. They're doing things right. <laughs> At the end of the day, that's actually why we did the acquisition. And it wasn't yeah. just, it wasn't, especially as, we, as it relates to the talent, the people side yeah. of this equation. You know, sometimes we do acquisitions for other reasons, but for the people side, uh, Jagdish, this has been absolutely fantastic. Just a great topic. And you've got such a wonderful approach. So thank you so much for carving out time for the audience. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I loved it. I absolutely enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And thanks for everyone listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live Podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at recruiting.